What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Hey, there's a little bit left on the offseason. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Tonight on the show, we dive into those players who are under contract years and specifically those whose value could absolutely skyrocket. There might be some obvious names out there, but we have four of them. We have a top four and I would like to start things off. And by the way, do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream by asking you, what's your gut feeling right now as things stand before the preseason, before the players return to report to training camp, will turn still get paid by the Cowboys next offseason. Because to start things off with my list at number one among those players with contracts to watch and contract years that could lead to skyrocket in their uh, skyrocketing values, I've got Terrence Steele at number one. Toxic Tom says, LOL paid in Dallas. We don't do that here. But to be fair, Michael, they kind of do it as long as it's their guys. If your original team is Dallas Cowboys, you are eligible to get paid by the Jones. Parsons digs defenses. Yes. Antoine says, if T. Steele is consistent, he will get paid. And that is right. That is why he makes the list at number one to me. Terence Steele is a guy that clearly, clearly has the, you know, support of the coaching staff and the front office. Even as an undrafted rookie, he was able to see the playing field right away. And then one year later, he did enough to convince the Cowboys that they could move on from Lal Collins. And whether or not you have some off-the-field concerns with Collins, with everything that happened, with the bribing of an NFL agent, with the rumors about him, and whether or not he could stay in shape, which honestly, there are, they are rumors. There are no formal reports on this, at least not yet. They were willing to move on from Lyle Collins to make Terrence Steele their starting right tackle. And here's the thing. Here is the thing. If Trent Steele plays at a starting caliber level, that will be enough to get him paid because that's what happens with starting caliber tackles in the NFL. They get paid. He doesn't even have to prove that he's among the best at his job in order for his value to skyrocket. So if he's able to go 17 games or even 16 games, sorry, numbers similar to that, providing decent level of play for the Cowboys at tackle, the Cowboys must be willing to pay him or let him walk a year later. So to answer that question, I would say that I am leaning towards yes. Will he get paid by the Cowboys next offseason? I'm, I'm willing to say yes, because we've seen him be decent enough for him to start in this league. I believe the Cowboys are taking a step back at right tackle, I believe there is not, not even a discussion about it. I know that some are in disagreement with this, but I honestly do not believe it's close 
between Collins and Terence Steele. But the point is, for 2022, Steele is your guy. He is your starting tackle. And as such, I believe when it's all said and done, he will end up getting paid by Dallas. And we might be talking about top-tier salary per year kind of paid, even if he is not among those who are the best at his job. That's just how the NFL works when you are an offensive tackle because they are hard to come by. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, because, you know, Toxic Tom says they should try to do that now. But why on earth, if you are Trent Steele, why would you want to do that now? When you are pretty much guaranteed a year of starting, why would you do that now, right? Uh, Trent Steele will not be interested at all in sitting down for a talk with the Cowboys front office. Or at least he shouldn't be, in my opinion. Mo paying players before it's too late is not these teams' mo, says Bruce. But you know, like it's going, it's likely going to be too late by next season. <laughs> if you were going to move on from Lyle Collins, I would have loved to see the Cowboys, you know, do some manipulation here and there to get <laughs> Terrence Steele extended earlier, right? Let's see. Sorry, maybe it's me, but. Sound like Mo said for 20, says Antoine. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know when, but hey, might have been. Might have been Antoine. Jay Lombardi says, easy. Do not pay Schultz and secure Diggs than uh, CeeDee Lamb. Some of, some of the players that we will not really get into tonight because of them, you know, still having two years on, his, on their deals. Samuel says, Terence still ain't getting paid. We will put a tender on him, says Samuel. That is a very likely possibility. Even the franchise tag, depending on how well he plays, like if he ends up, the, if he ends the season being graded as one of the best right tackles in the league, he might even be eligible for a franchise tag, honestly. <laughs> All right, let's see. No O line, no run defense, no chances. Uh, Stevenson over here on Facebook. Some of the basics of football I agree with. Toxic Tom says, why do I feel like our front office can only do one deal at a time, like a deli line? I don't think he's first on their list for players due. Toxic, I I think that is uh I think that is actually a valid concern or a valid question. And the one example that I thought right after reading your comment was when Ezekiel Elliott, you know, brought some pressure to the negotiating table. And then they instantly turn their attention to getting a deal done with sick. So I, that's what I thought of when reading your comment, if that means anything. What is up, Locke? I have, for, I, I have not made that happen. I, I need to make it happen. Uh, Matthew Lennox, who is doing a tremendous job covering the Cowboys for ADC Sports, among other NFL teams, by the way. We need to bring him on the show. I would like to make that happen uh, with him and some of the other writers that we have over at ADC Sports. There's a long list of guests that I've been wanting to bring on the show, but haven't. Uh, you know, we need to do another crossover with Skywalker. We need to bring in some, some ADC Sports writers here and some people from the outside. That would be fun. Let me see if I can get to work on that, Log. I, I owe you that one. I know I do. But anyways, moving on to the elephant in the room. We already talked about Terence Steele at number one. 
Dalton Schultz has got to be number two. Now, the only reason why I didn't make Dalton Schultz my number one on this list is because of the gap that he's worth now versus the amount or the value that he will be worth a year from now. Terence Steele will go from undrafted money to starting tackle caliber money, whereas Dalton Schultz is playing under the franchise tag that will earn him a guaranteed $11 million. So my question for me to you guys is, will Dalton Schultz value skyrocket next year? Yes or no? Let me know your comments in the chat. Not everyone will believe that it will. Because it might depend on what kind of a season he's able to put together. If he is able to statistically put a season similar to that from last year, but while he's able to position himself as a deeper threat in the passing game, it might skyrocket. And it might lead to the scenario in which the Cowboys do not sign him at all. Because right now there seems to be three likely scenarios for Dalton Schultz, which is the consecutive tag. And we have discussed that possibility on the primetime show. There is a possibility for the one last rodeo, you know, playing 2022 under the tag and then just moving on from him. And then there is a long-term extension for Dalton Schultz, which in my opinion might be the most uh, unlikely out of these three, just based on what we know about the Cowboys and what, what they think about him, right? But if he has that big season, I believe his body will skyrocket. And honestly, I think he's in a position to produce just as much as he did last year. So I will say yes. I will say that his value will skyrocket next year. But if they attack him for his consecutive season, it will skyrocket exactly 20%, which might be a bargain, honestly, for the Cowboys, with the only downside being the lack of flexibility in terms of the salary cap. Some of your answers here. No for Mark Andrew. It will not skyrocket. Samuel Rose says yes, he is top eight. Toxic Tom says, yes, but we won't sign him. Chalk with the maybe. I don't know if that's cheating there. Chalk. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, let's see. Kenneth Fraser. Thank you for being here. Jay says he wants to reset the market. Do not do that. Does he though? I don't know if he does. I don't know if he wants to reset the market. I don't think he, that's what he is looking for. If he produces this year, yes, Joey. What is up, Professor O? Thank you for being here. Mark Little says no. Kenneth with a yes. Gregory with a no. So a little bit of a 50-50 here by the chat. Professor O says, having Schultz having a huge year is in our best interest. If he balls out, great. We can re-sign, re-tag, or get a high compensation. Might happen. That, that seems like an interesting scenario. Mel Hayes says, this is a huge year for Schultz. For Schultz, was he just benefiting from having three top wide receivers and getting tons of dump-offs? Or can he put another 80 catches, 800-plus yards, and eight touchdown seasons with only CeeDee Lamb ahead of him 
in the receiving corps conversation, at least until Michael Gallup gets back. I agree with Mel. This is a huge year for him. CBO Pro says Jake Ferguson is ready and cheaper. Listen, I like I like Jake Ferguson. I think that he fits what the Cowboys are trying to do on offense. I think it was a pick that made a lot of sense in the fourth round. I also think it's quite optimistic, quite optimistic to believe that he's ready to take over Dalton Schultz role. I believe he is not ready. I believe not many rookies would be ready for such a role. There are a lot of blocking assignments in this offense and there is a lot to do if you're Dalton Schultz. I, I don't think that's an easy role to overtake. Not to mention, the Cowboys want two tight ends on that playing field. It's not that easy, I would say. Moving on to number three, though. Moving on to number three. I've got cornerback Anthony Brown. This is more of a wild card, especially because of the fact that by now, he's not that young, right? Like, Anthony Brown has been in the NFL for a while. He's 30 years old now. But he is coming off a year in which he surprised the fan base. Clearly did. Albert Pujols not even going to get extra time. I hate that. Just a quick parenthesis for those who are watching the Derby. He will finish the first round with 10 homers only. Anyways, back to football. Anthony Brown. <laughs> Anthony Brown. Um, oh, he did get a 30-second bonus. I'm sorry. Anthony Brown surprised pretty much everyone in Cowboys Nation by putting together a pretty good season in coverage. He actually finished better ranked or better graded in plenty of coverage metrics than even Trayvon Dix. Now, that's not to say that he's better or even most important, more important than Dix, he clearly is not. And if you have watched the Cowboys defense closely, you know this. But Anthony Brown did have probably a career year for Dallas in 2022. And now it's just a question of, was it a one-year thing? Or is he going to be able to keep it up for a second consecutive season? And if he is, you know, NFL teams will notice. NFL teams will notice, you know, here's a guy that is a veteran cornerback that can provide an instant starter for out defense. And in that case, you could get a difficult situation at a cornerback in which you are forced to let Anthony Brown walk. That wouldn't be ideal, maybe. But Dallas did have a succession plan with Kelvin Joseph who now has a lot of uncertainty surrounding his roster spot. Maybe not as much uncertainty as we would have thought when the news broke a few months ago, but still. Professor O says, I just remember that Brown changed his number two. So did J. Lou and Bosman. They all did. They all wearing, they are all wearing uh, single-digit jerseys, which I personally absolutely love i'm here for it i know some people do not like the single digits but i am here for them just let them have their fun i guess toxic tom says not gonna lie he is one of the better day three picks in recent dallas draft history impressive to get a seven-year bet in the sixth round exactly and he had his ups and downs throughout the years 
but you still have a guy there that can play. Lauren Michael says, don't fool yourself. He didn't fool anyone. I don't know about you, but I know Anthony Brown's ceiling. We all know I am a playoff scenario. He will let you, uh, we all know on a playoff scenario, he will let you down. Don't fool yourself. Lauren, but is it fair to, to you know, say that and be sure about it after he put together a pretty consistent season with the Cowboys? Because honestly, he did just that. He did just that last year. There were way more fewer times. There were way fewer times in which he struggled than the other way around. There was a Tampa Bay Bucks game and there was a Raiders game in which he was called for a DPI pretty much every single play. Big 12 and Pac-12 decide not to partner together per ESPN, says Professor O. Oh, did that just like break? While we were here, that is crazy if so. Man, college football is getting so fun to watch with the conference things. Some people don't like it, but I enjoy the drama. I will not even lie. Anyways, <laughs> I think Nal is the last name in Mo's list. He, get, he needs to get paid, says Toxic Tom. Spoiler alert, he is not. Because at number four... I've got an obvious one. Shout out to who was it? Who was it? Someone someone was right about it. Ryan Doyle. Ryan Doyle predicted my number four. And that is because I've got Tony Pollard at number four. If the Cowboys ramp up Tony Pollard's usage, it's clear that he will be in a position to ask for some money in the market because this guy will be able to prove that he's a threat in the running game and the passing game if the Cowboys fulfill their promises on them using him as a slot receiver and stuff like that, right? And using him more as a receiving threat. That would be so fun to watch. Tony Pollard might be in a position to get paid next season. And the Cowboys will be in a tough spot because they will be forced to multiple Decisions at running back. Do you stay with Ezekiel Elliott or do you say goodbye to that contract? And if you move on from Sick, what happens with Tony Pollard? Because as much as we like him, are you going to pay a better and running back? And if you do, are you not in risk to undergo the same things that you went through with a contract with Sick, even if it has? lesser amounts do you move on from both do you move on only from Pollard and hope to draft a replacement for him next year there are a lot of scenarios at running back and it will be so fun to see what the team actually does here next season but there are multiple scenarios and timelines that we could explore at this position but he is definitely on the list of the players whose value could skyrocket especially because we know that the potential is there. We have seen it consistently. We have seen how explosive he is, how elusive he is, how versatile he is. And if he gets used in the, in the passing game, his value will go up. You know how Debo Samuel was kind of pissed because he said, if you use me as a running back, my value will go down. With Tony Pollard, it's the other way around. Pollard and Debo get a lot of comparisons 
I think sometimes they get too many comparisons. But in this case, they're the opposite. Brandon Vega says TP won't get more than six or seven million annual value per year as a free agent, so they should extend him now. Another player looking at a contract is Neville, says Brandon. That's a good one. That's a good one for sure. Now, I think that in that case, with Pollard, it might be different because he doesn't have that role guaranteed like what we talked about with Terrence Still. You might be able to lure Tony Pollard into the negotiating table, but maybe then you limit your options next season with Ezekiel Elliott. It's a, it's a difficult spot to be in. Lauren Michael says, do you think Sam Williams can get 15 sacks? I don't. That would be my initial answer. Just based on the fact that that is a pretty high number for a rookie, even more so for a rookie that we don't know will be a, a true starter. In fact, we're leaning more towards him being a rotation guy with Dante Fowler and Durant Armstrong to be specific. I think not. I think not, Lauren Michael. I would be surprised if he's able to, to reach that mark. Hopefully, though. Now, some other honorable mentions that we will bring up here before we get out of here. And do me a favor. Let me know yours. Which uh, of these three is most likely to see his value take a jump? These are guys that didn't make the list, but guys that I considered including in the lists and you know, it's a wide range here. We we went through a lot of names. And it's not a very big free agent class for the Cowboys. So some of these are not even guaranteed a, a, a roster spot, maybe. But anyways, uh, specifically one of them. We'll talk about them. I've got, as honorable mentions, I've got Leighton Vanderesh. I've got Donovan Wilson and Sean McKeon. McKeon could just be because what if a guy like Jake Ferguson turns out to lose the battle for the backup tight end role? McKeon ends up surprising and he becomes tight end two for the Cowboys for a full year. If that ends up happening, he could see his, guy, his value skyrocket relatively to what he's earning today. So that's the biggest wild card on this honorable mention segment. You've got Donovan Wilson based on the fact that he will likely be a starter for the team on defense. Some people will say it's going to be Malik Hooker and Jaron Kears. But honestly, at this stage, you're talking about three safeties for the Cowboys, three starting safeties for Dallas because of Kears' hybrid role. So Donovan Wilson, I had to mention him. And of course, Leighton Vanderish, former first round pick. His fifth-year option was not picked up. So for 2022, he will earn max $3 million. And as such, I thought we could include him on this list. So who is the most likely to you for their value to take a jump? CBO Pro says, let them all walk. <laughs> Memphis representing, says Asmodeus. We got to keep Wilson for depth, says Lauren. Professor O says, Wilson is the most likely to see a pay increase. Wilson for Gregory. So, so far, so far, uh, Donovan Wilson getting the love here in the chat. 
Tommy says, if anyone, it's Leighton Van Der Esch, only because he will play more than the other two. Wilson will not play as much as you think, Mo. So Tommy disagreeing there. Wilson for Mark Andrew. Parsons digs defense, goes with Wilson. Antoine says, LVE can walk. I feel like Hooker going to pull off J-Rock and take that spot and keep it. I will go with Wilson here. I will go with Wilson because I do believe he will get plenty of playing time. You know, the snaps need to go somewhere. And if we take a look at the Dallas Cowboys 2021 snap counts, now there are injuries involved here. Whew, is this home run derby battle going to come down to the wire? Oh, no, Sharper already said 12. He's going to tie Pujols right here. 13, 18 seconds left. Man, the home run derby is, is way too exciting. Like, way more exciting than... than, than Plenty of people will would think. Oh my God, I cannot even concentrate right now. Is that out? It is not out. Oh my God, they might go to a swing off. Schwarber and Albert Pujols will go to a swing off in the second round. That's amazing. All right, we'll close out the thoughts on the safeties. Do not worry. This, the, the, the snaps need to go somewhere. Donovan Wilson played only in 5% of the snaps last year. But you had Monte Casey, you had Jaron Kears. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Donovan Wilson played in 30%. You have DeMonte Casey taking up for 78%. Hooker for 40%. Rounding up the numbers, though. Casey and Hooker are, you know, like each other based on the fact that they will play more of a free safety role for this defense. But Donovan Wilson will fill in here some of the snaps. <laughs> Professor O says, most play-by-play -play is fire. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I was freaking out. I was freaking out while I was watching it. <laughs> I thought that Pujols was done. I thought he was. And I said this on Twitter. He will obviously not win the Derby. But I said, if he ends up winning it for some reason, it will be one of the, without exaggeration, one of the greatest moments in the history of Major League Baseball even if we are talking about <laughs> a home run derby. Anyway, some more comments here before I get out of here. CBO Pro says, what do you expect from D-Law this year? Oh, I expect him to be back at full strength, honestly. Uh, I think that when he got back in 2021, he was back at it. He was a force for this defense. And I am expecting the same for 2022. I believe, you know, I believe he, he's still one of the elite defenders in the NFL and one of the best players on the Cowboys. Might be the second best defensive player in Dallas, honestly. I think some people will say the very best. But at this point, I need to give that love to, to Micah. Toxic Tom says, Mo, why would TP21 to stay here to not be used and offered a low ball contract? That's true, man. Some, some players don't even, you know, some players want to see playing time. And that might influence a lot what the negotiations look like next year. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Share the stream. If you are watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I will see you all tomorrow night. Smash the like button. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. 
I will see you tomorrow night. We might recap Julio Rodriguez win in the home run derby. Or we might clip this and just make fun of me the rest of the year. <laughs> see you tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mauricio Rodriguez, your primetime host. Every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Albert Pujols. <laughs>